Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie World Podcast. Again, I'm so sorry that this um, has been a delayed episode. I feel like there's been a backlog. I think I missed a week of uploading uh, and it's my fault because I've been so busy with other things and recording videos and my camera equipment broke. Anyway, enough excuses. We're back with the Aspie World Podcast. In this week's episode, or in this specific episode, because there may be two this week, there is a, uh, a clip I took from a video of me talking at an autism event here on Anglesey where I live about what the advocacy is that I do. So autism advocacy in 2019, where is is it headed? What what am I doing? How do I inspire people? What are the things I'm doing with the Aspie world? So um, yeah, you might enjoy this one. Something a little bit different than what I normally do. It's actually taken from a live talk. So I hope you enjoy. And if you want to support this podcast and donate money to the podcast to keep it funding and buy equipment and stuff, because literally we're using a tiny microphone on an iPhone, you can do at patreon.com forward slash the Aspie world. Thanks guys, peace. minutes difficult because I can normally talk for hours um okay so I'm going to condense everything into a 20 minute kind of uh, presentation I've done this presentation maybe twice or three times for the IAS already uh, so that should be pretty cool um so yeah I'm done um and this is my brand or, or like I don't know what you want to call it my professional name is the Aspie world um I have a diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome ADHD OCD and dyslexia uh, and I'm also an international best-selling author in three languages um and I currently for for like what I do for work and advocacy is I am a YouTuber or social media influencer where I influence and educate people about like my personal life experiences and things like that which is kind of cool so like I said it's called the Aspie world my channel's currently at 71 almost at 72,000 subscribers which is crazy I get about uh, 1.6 million uh, individual views every single 28 day cycle uh, which is crazy good um, and it's crazy good because of the amount of people who are watching it are getting educated and learning things which is really really awesome um, one of the things I'm trying to do is um, build authority through what I'm doing so that we can uh, then try and uh, and take something that's like you know uh, an army of people online who have a condition or, or want to better educate the world with a condition and then take that to uh, more political aspects like rather than just having autism hour let's make it a standard you know like that, that stuff really bugs me so that's one of the things we're trying to do also I have ADHD so if I'm talking really really really, really fast I'm very very sorry uh, and uh, I don't have caffeine or, or sugar anymore but it's still it's, it's difficult to slow down so anyway I'm trying to condense everything to 20, 20 minutes or so, so uh, you guys can ask some Q&A as well also. So yeah, um, I basically talk about my experiences with, uh, living with ASD online, that's what I do. Um, on YouTube, I upload like videos every single week. Um, my book is, <laughs> my book, the bestseller book I got out in the US and the UK, um, is about kind of my experiences and how I use Star Wars to kind of help, um, I don't know, feel more normal in society. It's cool, it's a, it's a cool book. Anyway, enough of my rambling of uh, myself promotion so is this gonna work if I press sideways I don't have to click it is it gonna do it do it Hey, so YouTube. Okay, cool. So, uh, like Larry said, um, I'm kind of well known for my YouTube uh, advocacy. So, what I do is I upload videos on YouTube every single week, uh, talking about cool, fun life experiences, but all the you know things that. 
pool. And what I do is I get a chance to put videos of myself, um, you know, all my life experiences, things that I never realized were valuable to people all the times I've lived uh, because, uh, you know, I've done a lot in 32 years um, and, and that people just absolutely love it and it educates so many people. It, it's phenomenal. And the amount of people uh, that I've helped change their lives, which is crazy, is super, super awesome. That's why I do it. I love doing it. I've worked very closely with the National Statistics Society, uh, also ambitious about autism and um, some other random companies like US, USA based companies. So they don't have anything standard in the US, kind of like the National Statistics Society. So um, yeah, I work with all these kind of companies. And, and one of the reasons why I chose YouTube is because YouTube uh, has a, a, a user platform of 1 billion, 300 million active users. And that's incredible. That's a lot of people to reach. So a lot of people use advocacy on Facebook and try and reach out on other social media platforms. But YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world next to Google. And it also uses the Google Smart Brain algorithmic technique. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. That's why I use YouTube to do it. So um, yeah, it's cool. It, it comes with uh, issues, actually, though, because I'm on YouTube all the time. I literally went to LA in June uh, last year uh, to do a, um, uh, like a networking thing for YouTube in this huge conference called VidCon. So I had a guy come with me who's my assistant, helps me travel because I have issues with traveling and things like that. Uh, and as soon as I stepped off the plane, going through TSA in, in LA, somebody comes up to me like, oh my god, I've seen you on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And so it, it presents itself with interesting situations where I like to distance myself from an audience because I'm sat at my computer recording videos. But then also when I'm in the public, people want to come up to talk to me about my advocacy. And that's kind of weird because I, you know, I, I did that on, online so I wouldn't have to speak to people face to face. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, YouTube is really interesting because it has open access freedom of speech, which is very, very powerful, especially if we're doing things uh, from a personal perspective. There's no kind of closed book. You don't have to follow any kind of bizarre guidelines. Okay, unless you're like, you know, stupid and, and filming silly things. Uh, you know, there, there are guidelines for that. But typically, you can say what you want and freedom of speech, and you don't really get judged. You get haters, but haters are everywhere, and you've got to dab them all away. The but the idea of YouTube is that it's open access free, and um, it builds something quite interesting, uh, which is community. So what I do with my channel is I also build uh, a community of people who can help other people. So what I wanted to do was, when I first started advocacy, people were like emailing me like, Dan, what about this, what about this, what about this? So I got about 10,000 emails every single month. And I'm like, I can't get through 10,000 emails a month. What on earth? So I was like, oh. So what I needed was a system for people to help each other, because that's how I believe a society will push itself forward. So I set up uh, Facebook groups, and I also set up um, uh, like uh, uh, YouTube community groups on YouTube so that my that works phenomenally well. Uh, and one of the one of the biggest things um, my channel does uh, is so there's two things: it educates people uh, in certain aspects of autism uh, or, or any kind of like spectrum condition, uh, like ADHD and stuff. Yeah, OCD, people want to talk to me about those things, depression, anxiety, all those lovely things that come with it. Um, and uh, it, it educates those people in, in those areas. And it also helps people find diagnosis uh, because I did a video on like a step-by-step -step guide, like how, you know, because that's one of the biggest things. People say, oh, you know, I believe I'm on the spectrum or whatever. And then they say, oh, where do I go from here? So that's one of the things that kind of guide them through this process, which is powerful. But the second thing uh, I try to do, uh, because obviously a large portion of my audience are people who are on the spectrum, I try to inspire so like I, I want to be uh, this like cause for inspiration to empower people on the spectrum to do something super super awesome so um, I uh, left school with no no qualifications because uh, obviously I was in school in the 90s and let's face it the 90s was a terrible time for supporting people with ASD uh, so I was basically in the uh, the additional needs part of the school but it was terrible you know like for, for mathematics we had to circle tennis racket and stuff it was really really unstimulating and terrible and I got in trouble 
a lot because I used to tell the teachers why they were wrong a lot of the time with the history and science nonsense because they were actually wrong and it's weird and now I realize that a lot of primary school teachers don't even have a degree in science as uh, so they're teaching science so it's quite interesting so leaving school with no complete no qualifications of bugger all um, I decided that uh, I, I was getting into the slump like everybody with ASD kind of gets into this the rut where they feel kind of detached from reality a little bit and then you think oh you know it's difficult to get into this kind of social norm routine where people do this they go to university and they go partying and all crazy and it's cool and they have you know and all this weird rat race nonsense so I was like oh goodness and I got into a really low part then I thought well I really like to focus on crazy stuff. You ask me anything about 9-11, I know it's really morbid and gross, but I know everything there is to know about 9-11. I actually did a presentation and I won uh, uh, this like competition for, for putting together factual knowledge on the scientific data in the 9-11 dust, which is really boring, but very, very exciting. Um, so I know everything about it, and then I realized that I could actually hyper-focus on something for a long time and learn a lot about it. So I was like, oh, I, I, I'm a dyslexic, right? So I've got like, I can, jumped in an ink blot and walked across the page. Um, but I also have a book out. So one of these things I wanted to do is change my perspective and my viewpoint in life from being like this person who is very um, low in, low in self-esteem to push myself forward to doing crazy cool things. So the first thing I did uh, was um, I wanted to set goals. And this is what I try to do to, to, to inspire people uh, with ASD is say like, if you have a goal or an idea, you want to do something, we'll set your mind to it and do it. And, and I, I'm like living proof of that because uh, I, I played music for many years. The first thing I did, I wanted to play music can get a record out, right? So I decided that I wanted a CD out in Japan. I don't know why, it was just a cool idea at the time because Japan is a cool music scene. So I knew nobody in Japan, can't speak a word of Japanese, and uh, managed to get my band's album signed to a label in Japan, released, got us to number five in the charts in Japan, which is crazy, which is super cool. So that was one thing out of the way. Then the next thing was leaving school and all qualifications was crazy, but I always loved science and I always loved learning about things. So I decided to do a degree in chemistry. I don't know why, I kind of re not regret it, but when I realized it was a hard degree you could probably do. Um, it was interesting with the workload for timing because obviously it didn't uh, interact well with my bad sleeping habits. So uh, I did a degree in chemistry and now obviously I'm a chemist which is quite interesting but obviously having no qualifications to go into a degree in chemistry is quite fascinating for anybody. Uh, and then um, with YouTube, so one of the things I wanted to do it was, was create a job as well because I've worked in different kind of sectors and I've always kind of had to leave because I've had emotional issues so that's really embarrassing so you go to work and then you have this huge meltdown and they're like what's wrong and I have no idea so they're like okay so then my doctor's like you can't work more than these many hours I'm thinking who's going to give somebody a job for two days a week and how's that going to pay the bills so I realized that I had to create something creative for myself though I could you know be this uh, person who lives in society contributes to society and isn't kind of like depressed all the time so YouTube was that platform for me, but I had to learn about it. So going from no subscribers at all and doing nothing on YouTube and watching like countless hours of people how to use um, algorithmic SEO, which is how you like search engine optimization on YouTube. How do you get your channel to come up first on YouTube so people see your videos and it grows, basically that's the idea. Um, so I watched all these like channels and these TV shows on, on how to do it, you know, and, and these experts tell me about SEO. Uh, excuse me, and one of the best things was and this is crazy. In like January uh, of 2018, I was watching this show called Video Influencers, where these guys talk you through how to make your channel cool. And these guys, I'm like, these guys are the experts. Then I got really obsessed with it. Like everybody else with their history gets really obsessed with something. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. Algorithmic SEO, it's mathematics, it's, it's just amazing. So I just completely obsessed with it for ages. My girlfriend hated it. She still does, because I'm still obsessed with SEO and marketing. And, uh, so, and then I went to LA to, to, to this VidCon, 
And the irony was I was actually interviewed by that channel. So from January, I was watching them. And then in June, I was interviewed on their channel as an expert telling them how to grow their channel, which is quite interesting because I had exponential growth. So all that stuff I find super, super interesting and realizing that like I'm just like anybody else on the spectrum. So there's no limit to what you can do. So the inspiration part, I love doing that. And I call it the autism superpower. So um, I try to get people to... Uh, that's a cool image, isn't it? I stole it, so yeah, I didn't make this, so it's cool. So I, uh, yeah, I try to get people to use autism as a superpower because a lot of people find it as this really negative thing, and it does impact people's lives negatively, I guess, and, and I, I feel that from time to time, but if you focus on the negative, it's a downward spiral. So what I try and do is I try and be as upbeat as possible in videos to get younger people or anybody uh, who, who is surrounded by ASD or involved with it to, to realize that there's super good potential because people say to me, like, oh, you know, I've got no, um, I've, I've got no good focus in life, and I got, I got no way of getting a job. I said, "What are you interested in?" So gaming. I said, "You know, there's a huge." just actually making videos online, streaming yourself, playing games, it's crazy. They make way more money than I do. And they're like, what? And I say, game testers, create your own game. Why don't you do a degree where you learn how to code games, be a game coder? Why don't you be a graphical artist for games? There's so many different opportunities for people. Like if you're the best, if you're the person who knows most about Pokemon, I love Pokemon, but if you're the person whose your main obsession is Pokemon, well mine is like 9-11, um, then you could like really dig down and get everything you need to know about Pokemon and be the best channel on YouTube about Pokemon and people will pay you to do it. So uh, people kind of have this focus that if you're not like working in a, in a shop or an office or like in a building site, then you don't really have a, a career ahead of you, which is complete nonsense. And uh, moving forward, especially with people with uh, digital age technology and millennials who are on the spectrum, who love technology, this is the coolest way to do it. And I love doing that. And I empower so many people to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of like... <sighs> I don't know, I, I find that part fulfilling. Also working with the National Autistic Society and other people, raising awareness and raising understanding. And the idea of the channel, or the idea of the work that I do, is, like I said, I empower people to, to use something positively and like push themselves forward to being awesome. But I also educate people from real life experiences. So uh, without further ado, I hopefully haven't rambled on for too many uh, hours. Uh, moving forward in the future of what I'm doing is uh, I'm gonna try and mob uh, mobilize my online Online presence and, and that, that authority I have online to take it uh, to like uh, you know, societal levels and trying to change how things are. And the last thing I'll say on that is basically how I view it is that if you go back to like you know the 50s and the 40s, wheelchair access and stores was never mandatory. And if you had a wheelchair, then it'll get it for you. But like now, it's like oh my good in that phase where there's no neurodiverse kind of like but shops and stuff aren't accommodating for people on the spectrum, uh, which really annoys me. And they use like terrible lighting and it's all set up really really bad. Um, and if you think that one in 60 people in the US uh, and one in 100 people in the UK is probably a bit more now have a diagnosis of ASD, that's a lot of people you're kind of like uh, leaving out of taking care of. Um, so that's one of the things I'm going to try and do is, is move uh, that move the times forward and get people to really uh, uh, change how, how they are. So anyway, um, that, that's me. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for listening to me ramble on about nothing for ages. That's a cool picture, isn't it? All right. Thanks a lot.